0: Episode 26, Connect Four. <music> Elite educators, I need you. What is your current need, struggle, or pain? I want to help empower you to not just face these obstacles head on but overcome them in a powerful way. So shoot me an email at gretchen at com, and it will become the topic of my next podcast episode. Be sure to let me know if you want to be featured or remain anonymous. We are all in this together and what you're going through is going to be a blessing to someone else. So don't be shy and reach out today. Gretchen at com. G-R-E-T-C-H-E-N Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. <music> Educators, this is Gretchen from Always a Lesson, whether you're teaching a lesson or learning one yourself, this podcast is for you, and I am here to empower you to reach your potential. In fact, I call you elite because only an elite educator would take time to invest in themselves by listening to a podcast like this to help hone their craft. Today, I want to help you reignite your passion and potential by talking about relationship cultivation and how, when done correctly, it becomes the single most powerful indicator in your performance that affects student success in the classroom. I'll dive into four relationships that can make or break your year, depending on how you cultivate them. Hang on, guys. This is going to be one empowering ride. I want to start first with discussing building relationships with your administrative staff. There are a couple of phases in your career before you gain traction as a teacher that I think really set the foundation for your relationship and your success based on those contacts with administrative folks. So before you're even hired, I'm thinking about any phone contact you've made and any email discussion that you've had. You want to make sure those are definitely professional, but very specific so that you stand out in their mind. Maybe you remind them what you can bring to the table, how you have heard about the school and your research you've done on the school, how your background can align. This definitely helps start that relationship, lets them know that this school is a priority and you are seeking to get to know this person professionally. Once you're in the hiring time frame, whether it's during the process of the interview or not, enjoy those small talk moments. This is your time to get to know them, talk about the weather, and just build a relationship as people first before you even think about becoming professionally acquainted. Then it's time where you can start demonstrating skill and expertise throughout the interview questions. But don't forget to close that conversation like you did small talk in the beginning to remind them that you're human and you're excited to be working alongside them because the interview can be very intense at times and you want to remind them that at the end of the day you are on their team to work together. Now, after you get hired, but before you really start working, again, pay attention to any phone or email discussion that you're having, making sure it is professional, it's aligned to any mission, it's full of excitement and thanks because you've received the job offer, uh, gearing up for the year, ideas you have, questions you have. And then any other contact you might have with staff that helped hire you. Maybe you spoke with a secretary or someone else in the front office. You want to make sure you, on your way out from that interview, acknowledge them or maybe follow up with a thank you note. Some way to let them know that you are excited to be on their team and work with them as well. Once you step foot in the school, smiling goes a long way. People want to feel that you want to be there. Being present. So, no matter what stress you have going on in your own life or what stress you're about to walk into with getting your classroom ready and being a successful instructor of knowledge, you want to just be present as you're walking the halls because those are amazing opportunities to connect with all sorts of staff. I know that I loved connecting with my custodians because they just knew how to make me laugh, and I needed that throughout the day. And had I been in my head thinking about the day and what I needed to get done, I probably wouldn't have stopped or made eye contact or smiled or or waved down the hallway to one of them. And those are the moments that really keep you together when time is tough. I suggest going through the front office instead of sneaking around to your classroom. Again, just making those face-to-face contacts with any staff member, reciting names, asking a fun fact, sharing a little bit about yourself. Maybe you walk through the administrative offices just saying, hello, glad to be here, I'm excited. All of these contacts can be brief. You don't need to sit and bother someone. Everyone's very busy. But you want to be known that you're here and you're excited to be here and you can't wait to work together. And so the more that you are just in front of them is an excellent way to have that relationship start to cultivate. Here are a few secrets I want to share with you in order to build those relationships. Please have honest responses. So anything you're sharing with an administrator, even if it's personal, make sure it's true. Like don't say, oh, I can't wait to hang out with my friend this weekend when you hadn't planned on hanging out with them. Because in little instances like that, they're probably going to ask you about that next time they see you because they have little else to really build a conversation on. But if they remembered you were going to some football game, they'll probably say, hey, how was that? And so you lied the first time because you're not going to the game. And now you got to lie again because you got to say something. And it just creates an issue. So I know you might be nervous, but just keep your answers as truthful as possible And have genuine emotions. So don't come off overly excited if that's not your personality. I'm not saying that you shouldn't smile and show excitement, but you certainly don't need to be someone you're not. You want to have a true response and a genuine emotion. Ask advice when you are talking to them at any moment. How did you start your first day of school or or what have you found to be most successful with working with students here? And then what makes it even better is following through with that advice. So maybe a week later you pop on by the office. Thanks so much for the tip you shared and connecting with my students. I tried it this week and I already feel like we're off to a much better start. That lets them know that not only are you asking to make conversation, but you're asking those questions out of true desire to be better. And that the fact that you did it and now are following through to share your results, that definitely helps cultivate that relationship. Many times during an observation, you don't have a time to chat. So afterwards, when you kind of debrief about what went down, they will bring up, I know I've chatted with you a couple times in the hallway about John, Sue, and Joe, and I've added that in to this description, how I know you're working towards cultivating relationships with students, or for example. And so all of those little things, little conversations, little smiles, waves, whatever— will help you in the end, although at the time you may think, like, what is the point if I walk through and say goodnight on my way out? But those little things go a long way. You know, no matter how hard it is, John always says goodbye to me on his way out. I really admire him. I like his character. I like his work ethic, what have you. Ask questions. A lot of times, I know when I'm nervous, I just answer whatever's being asked of me, but I never return the question. And not that you have to get too personal, but if they say, how was your weekend, and you respond, don't let the conversation die there. Ask them, and how was yours, and as you get to know them, maybe you ask them how that football game was. Anything to just know each other as people so you can connect, because you're going to have tons of opportunities to connect professionally. But I would say just ask questions. Not that you're being nosy, but... The more you ask allows them to know a little bit more about your personality. You're curious, you want to be better and grow, and you can't wait to just get that knowledge to your fingertips. My last secret for building those relationships with administrators is just be thankful for the time that they spend with you one on one because they don't have a lot of time and they have tons of teachers they need to connect with and other staff members. And so if they ever spend just a second, say, Thank you so much for spending time with me today. I know you're busy. You know, or any type of investment, maybe you give them a note or if they're coming in to observe you for a few seconds, just acknowledge them with a smile or a wave, you know, let them know that you are happy that they are wanting to make that point of contact with you. Let's move right along to our second key lever here, building relationships with colleagues. So after you're hired, start looking at the school website and start emailing anyone on your grade level. You can share some personal and professional information, ask uh, how you can help them or what you should expect with teaching this grade level or these students. Just get the conversation rolling real brief, doesn't need to be lengthy, but Hi, my name is Gretchen. I am so excited to join your team. I've heard a lot of great things about how you guys collaborate and use technology in the classroom. Um, I've been teaching for a decade, so I'm excited to share some of the things I've learned the way along the way, but also excited to, to learn and grow from you since you have been here however long. And then you might want to say something like, I'm starting to think about my classroom rules. What have you guys seen that works well with these students? Or... What should I get ready for in the first day of school? And then you may reach out and say, is anyone interested in getting together? I know my team always got together in the summer. It does require some planning on your own part. And because you might be new to a school, you might not have their contact information. But it is a great way to just get to know each other. We went out to different restaurants and talked about the summer. And we didn't even really talk about school that very first meeting. But it was a team building. Just get to know you and then... Then the emails and texts start and and you're going back and forth with ideas. Once you're hired, stop by these rooms and introduce yourself in person. So if my room was always kind of in the middle of my grade level, so I'd pass a few rooms on the way and Even if I didn't have time for a conversation, it was always good morning or hey, your room is looking great. Wow, you've made a lot of progress. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you're here so early. Just a, a quick sentence or two that's building those relationships and that will always come back to benefit you as someone says, You always say hello or you always take a moment to talk to me. You make me feel so important. And you're like, Dude, it really didn't take a lot of effort. It took like 10 seconds and You know, I didn't really stop. I could have stopped longer and talked, but I didn't. But they remember stuff because not a lot of people do that. If you're in their rooms, it's also an amazing way to grab ideas on how they set up the classroom. Go ahead and compliment them on their hard work or their creativity. And just on your way out that day, you know, again, bye, John, bye, Sally. That just helps them feel that, hey, this person thinks of me. It's wishing me a good evening. I'll see you tomorrow. Again, you are with these people a lot. So the more that you can just have those personal point of contacts, the better your year is going to be. So here are a few of my secrets. You really want to start with that personal connection. You'll have plenty of time to talk school. And so anytime you can not talk about school is going to be great. So the quicker you get to know them, again, asking questions is a fantastic way to do that. But honesty really sticks out for me here. You are going to be in a bind sometime within this year. And if they feel like they can't trust you or that your answers never really add up or you might be fake, they're not going to go to bat for you. They're not going to bend over backwards when you need them. So you want to lay a foundation of honesty, even if it's you didn't do something or you just didn't do it right or you're stressed about something in your own personal life and you want some advice, something to just build that trust and honesty about what's going on and just communicate, communicate, communicate Anytime things go silent is when issues start to brew. So if you feel like you might have said something that hurt someone's feelings, go to them and say, hey, I just wanted to check in. I want to make sure you're feeling okay. I felt I might have hurt your feelings. And then they may open up and be like, oh, my God, you're crazy. You absolutely did not. I'm just stressed out. Or, yeah, that did kind of hurt my feelings. Then you can squash it and move on. But you don't want any of this stuff to fester. So just communicate, communicate, communicate. You will definitely feel a range of emotions during this year. So the quicker you can just be uh, forthcoming with how you're feeling, the better off you're going to be. So on days where I was really down, I would still walk in and say hello to everyone. And I would say, I am not feeling good today, guys. I need some help. And they'd run in and tell a silly joke or give me a hug or do something that just would raise my spirits Um, If I was really excited about something, I'd come in and scream and shout and run around and that made them happy. So just be yourself and share your emotions. Don't close your door and hide and say, I don't want them to know. They're going to think I'm emotionally unstable. Trust me. If you're a teacher, you are on a roller coaster of emotions and everyone's on there. You'd rather be with them together. So the more you can share what you're feeling and going through, the better off you're going to be. Again, guys, just connect, connect, connect. I would say don't judge a book by its cover. There are many people that I thought immediately I was going to be really close with and throughout learning about them, I realized that that relationship was not going to be as strong. And then there's been people that I thought, God, what in the world do I have in common with them? I have to work with this person all year long and I just like have nothing to say to them and we ended up becoming so very close and that comes with just investing in time, communication and trying to connect. In terms of professional advice, ask them for ideas, ask them for feedback, ask them for help. Just asking shows your interest in wanting to have a relationship with them and will go a long way. Give them encouragement, tons of praise when it's due. Just be inclusive. You don't want to be clicky. And leave anyone out because when it comes time to come together and plan, it's going to just have a toxic environment. So the more that you can include everyone, be upbeat and positive and encourage them. Even if you feel like you're drowning and you're not doing well. That doesn't mean you can't compliment someone on their amazing bulletin board or the way they handled a behavior situation or their organization skills to get through parent-teacher conferences efficiently. Whatever it may be, give credit where credit is due. It's the best thing to help bring down everyone's barriers, and they may just say, you know what? I think you have a lot to bring to the table, and I am sorry that I judged you or I thought you were intimidating or I I thought we weren't going to work well together, what have you. I think it's always good to... Give that encouragement and praise. All right, our third key lever here, building relationships with students. Before you meet them, send them an introduction letter just sharing what to expect for the year and a little bit about yourself. I know my students loved hearing what I was doing that summer or that, uh, something about my puppy, and they really felt that they knew me before they stepped foot in my classroom, and so that letter can go a long way. Plus, who doesn't love to get a letter in the mail? Back to school night is going to come, so just forget the stress. I know it's like always in the middle of the week when you're trying to gear up for the school year and your room's not 100% done and your to-do list is keeps getting longer and longer. But just for that hour and a half, however long it is, just forget the stress and be present. Smile, shake hands. If you're in the younger grades, go ahead and give them a hug. I would say spend two to three minutes per student. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, and that almost sounds rude, but you want to be able to make sure you make contact with every person that came there because they didn't have to come all the way out. They have busy schedules. It's still summer for them, but they wanted to meet you, and you want to make sure that you let everyone know they are so important that you will stop a conversation to acknowledge them. So your eyes are are looking around the room. You're not being rude to the person you're contacting, communicating with but you wanna make sure if someone comes in you just wave or or smile and, and make that eye contact so they know that you're busy but they are welcome to come in. And then have a go to phrase so you know that two to three minutes is up and you've got a bump to somebody else you could say like I'm so happy you came to meet me today. I look forward to the fun we're going to have this year. Go ahead and take a look around and get comfortable while I go meet some more of your classmates. And now the student knows this conversation is over, but you're welcome to stay. I just need to be over here talking and meeting somebody else. Then the first day of school comes, there's going to be tons of nerves for everyone. So have those procedures ready that you're going to roll out, but please spread them throughout the day. Don't say, okay, now we're practicing the fire drill. Now we're practicing the earthquake drill. Now we're practicing entering an exit for a lockdown drill, what have you. It just becomes too mundane and kids are like, I can't even remember what step two was. You want to have some icebreakers. So, I, I usually do a procedure, then we'll do a short icebreaker, then another procedure, and that throughout the day so it, it chops it up a bit. Spend time that first day, even if you're going to start delivering some true content. Invest in your students. That's not just icebreakers, but allow time for commentary where you share some stories about yourself, where you normally wouldn't do that throughout the year because you're on such a time crunch. But that first day is really important that you just slow it down and you are focused more on being personal with the kids. Allow times for the kids to turn and talk to each other so they can get to know one another, new classmates. Maybe you have a lot more discussions than you normally do so kids can just talk and get their nervous energy out and you get to hear a little bit more about them. So here are my secrets for just everyday success and building relationships with students. I know this sounds super simple, but just address your students by their name When they raise their hand, especially when you're just learning their names, John, what was your question again? Or Sally, I see that you had your hand raised. Or what can I help you with? You know, smile when you're happy or you're sad or you're stressed or you're sick. Just smile. They don't need to know all that you are carrying in your load. They need to just feel like you are there for them and your all, all your attention is on them and for them, they need to feel special because that's going to motivate them when times get tough. Eye contact. Another simple one. When you are talking with a student, please do your best to focus on them and not your papers in front of your desk or... Something else that might be distracting, yes, you definitely want to have your eyes around the room, but as much as you can, just hone in on them eye to eye for just a few seconds. Again, use their name and smile. Those three simple things go a long way. I want to add a few more into my secrets here. Connect personally with a student once a day. So elementary, maybe it's one child for every subject you taught that day, middle school and high school, maybe it's one per period that you're teaching, but you want to just take a few seconds. Again, guys, this doesn't have to be lengthy discussions, but something to just stop and talk to one child for just a few seconds each day to get to know them. And they're going to remember that. And next time you meet with them, bring up that conversation. So maybe you kind of jot notes each time you chat with someone so you can keep track of who is who and, and what you want to bring up next time. It's totally fine the beginning to be kind of that robotic and planned out like okay I saw Sean yesterday now I need to go meet with Margaret because that helps you just cover the bases in the beginning and then it'll develop more naturally but you need to have a plan kind of going into it. I always did post-its at the end of the day. I had a roster of student names and I would put a check next to their name if I left them a post-it and I tried to do it just personal stuff. Devin I saw you keep your eyes on your own paper during your test today And I know that you are going to do your very best. Can't wait to grade that paper tonight. Or something more personal like, Devin, I saw you chatting with John today. It seems like you guys really hit it off chatting about soccer. I can't wait to see you guys play at recess tomorrow. Now he's like, wow, this teacher's paying attention to me. She likes me as a person. She's not just harping about school. And then I checked him off on my sheet, and I knew the next day he didn't need a Post-it. I needed to hit somebody else. And so by the end of the month, I had hit my 20-plus kids, and everyone felt supported. As the kids get older, they carry around binders, and they always stuff those Post-its in the covers of their binder as a way to just give them a pick-me-up throughout the day. I would say my advice for getting to know kids is just keep asking questions. You can learn a ton about kids by listening. So feel free on your way to away in the hallway or during downtime before the class or after the class is just start talking. And and by talking, I mean asking questions about personal and academic stuff, and they will just go. You may just say, how was your day today? And five minutes later, they are still talking. But that is the best way to just get to know them and then take that information and build it into your lessons as much as you can. Let's hit the final and fourth key lever here, building relationships with parents. So before meeting them, again, send that introduction letter. It could be the same as the one to the student um, and just kind of have a section for parents or it could be you know, a separate letter altogether. But share about yourself, your classroom expectations, any highlights that are to come. Your closing paragraph of that letter or even just a few sentences really needs to emphasize encouraging the parents to be involved, but then tell them how. So maybe it's volunteering or or just helping with homework, what you want in terms of email and phone communication. Let them know that you see them as a partner this year, that you need them just as much as they need you. Here's your ideas on how you can get that relationship started. And please don't forget to share with them your contact information. Hopefully you'll see them at back to school night. Same kind of advice I gave for students, but... You know, forget the stress, be present, smile, shake hands, swap that contact information. You can never tell them how to contact you too much. Trust me, they always lose it and will ask for it or say they didn't have it. So as much as you can, give them your email address, uh, school phone number or website, whatever is your form of communication. Again, about two to three minutes per parent, you need to have another go-to phrase Generally, you can just say your go-to phrase to the student and the parent knows to just kind of give you some room to move about, but maybe the students met a friend in the class and they're off and going and you and the parent are talking, so you could say, you know, I appreciate you coming out tonight. I'm looking forward to partnering with you this year to help your child blank grow and become successful Uh, please don't hesitate to reach out with questions or concerns but in the meantime take a look around I'm going to meet some more students and their parents but please find me before you leave I would love to walk you out now they know like wow she's not pushing me out of the room she really wants me to stay and hang out she also wants to have another contact with me it makes the parent feel really valued and important in their child's education You might not be able to walk every student out, but the fact that they come to you and just wave and say goodbye and you can just stop your conversation and say, thank you, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, appreciate you coming in, can't wait to see you and work with you this year. That first day of school, you might want to send another detailed letter with any forms the office generally sends home that first week that needs to get filled out. And this just goes deeper. So your first letter over the summer is kind of an overview, but now you can really share detailed procedures and expectations and your philosophy of education, any upcoming projects or assignments and volunteering opportunities. And again, that contact information, a more in-depth letter. You want parents to be almost over-informed on what's happening so that they really feel included. Same thing like I mentioned with colleagues, you want to be inclusive. It's not you on an island shutting them out. You need them, so you want them to be in the know of what's coming, and they may be interested to know what's uh, in queue so they can come and be part of the process. That first week, definitely have a touch point with each parent. Maybe it's an email or a phone call. You could do a group text through the Remind app, Maybe you have a newsletter, but again, after you've met them or talked to them that first day, you want to follow up and share the highlights for this week, this first week, and what they are going to be looking forward to experiencing next week. It doesn't, again, have to be lengthy, but the more you communicate, the more they feel clued in and ready to help problem solve if anything happens along the way. So here are some of my daily secrets for building relationships with your parents. Keep track of all communication. You want to have a file per student and then some sort of contact form. Or maybe you have everything in a binder with student tabs or something. But you definitely want to have an organizational system where you keep track per student each time and each form of contact. So it might be, you know, October 4th, email to Mr. Jones, and then you say what you talked about. Um, missed homework assignment and missing forms or something. And then maybe you have the result in there too. Uh, Mr. Jones said he would have it returned within 24 hours. Then don't forget to go back in if that stuff's turned in and write paperwork turned in. Then you know, as you're looking back on this, because you might need them for conferences later or looking for patterns of student misbehavior, that, oh, okay, um, I see that I reached out to him about the paperwork, but I can't really remember if that was... Taken care of or not? I would say print any emails that you have with parents, any contact, any information you're sending them or they're responding. It just creates a nice paper trail. I have lengthy conversations with parents sometimes and they're not threatening or anything, but it's just a great way to keep track of the flow of our conversations, the strategies we've been sharing, the updates, uh, how things are going. It's definitely helpful when your administrator comes to do your ratings at the for your evaluation period and asks how things are going with parents, and you can say, well, here's my contact binder of all the emails I've had with parents, and it's pretty impressive when they see that you've taken the time to print those out and have that. I use an Oreo format when I'm talking with parents, so it'll have a positive beginning, the negative, which isn't really negative, but it's an area that we need to focus on, and then end it on the positive. So it might be where you say something like, Hi, Mrs. Smith, I wanted to touch base today about Johnny's development in fifth grade. He's inquisitive, and he communicates effectively with his peers during our discussion circles, so that's the positive. But I am beginning to notice, though, he struggles in solving math problems in our geometry unit, and I'm hoping that you can help me better understand what you think might be holding him back here so I can continue to problem solve. So that's that negative piece. And if they had picked up, obviously wait for a response. But if not, leave your voicemail continue on. End on the positive. You know, I look forward to working together to get Johnny back up to speed in no time. I really enjoy him in class and I know his peers are enjoying learning with him as well. So this lets them know hey, I'm starting off the conversation. I want to let you know. How happy I am with your child. Here's something great about them. Here's the area I really want to hone in on. Can't wait to uh, work with you and problem solve to get this back on the right foot and on some sort of positive note. And I'm so glad he's in my class and the conversation. I found it to be really effective. Sometimes you can just do positive and end on the feedback. But whatever works for you, I know that that has definitely worked for me. Ongoing communication is going to be my best secret of all. All parents want to be informed, like no surprises. So give ample time and reminders for any deadlines on assignments or forms needing to be returned, especially ones that require money deposits like field trips. Um, In terms of like if grades are slipping, I would FYI them before the test or assignment even went home. And then share your idea on how to bring that grade up. So you might send a text or a call or an email when you notice that a quiz didn't go very well today and say, I noticed he wasn't very concentrated. Here are my thoughts on what I can do. And maybe you mentioned tutoring or additional practice. And then always open it up to the parent to say and share their ideas. So what else do you think I can do to help? Because I know this was out of the ordinary for him. Or maybe you're starting to see a pattern and you're like, uh, here's the things I've tried, what else do you suggest? Again, just get that communication going, and then, not that you're telling on the child so when he comes home he's berated by the parent, but that the parent already has time to really think through the strategy and have the child talk a little bit to get some more information and come up with a game plan. I've noticed that parents definitely want to be in the know when you change your schedule or a teacher in the child's life happens to... Be changed. Again, give them ample time to know that that's on their horizon. And then share the rationale. Parents really are understanding when you give them the opportunity to be. So if there's changes in the schedule, I know we had math at the end of the day one year, and we decided we just, the students were done. They were cognitively done by the end of the day. And so we asked the principal to rearrange our schedule and we let parents know this is what we're trying to get approved. Bear with us as we shift some things around. And you might think like, why do they care about the schedule? Well, we always encourage parents to take kids out during non-instructional time for like dentists and doctor's appointments. So it's important for them to now know that that could be shifting if they have an appointment coming up and and they're always on board with what's happening and agree that yes they wanted literacy and math time to be in the morning when students were fresh and ready and the rest of the day could be kind of the other subjects that weren't heavily tested they definitely want consistent updates on classroom going on so whether it's weekly or monthly newsletter just make it consistent if you say it's weekly it needs to remain weekly if it's going to be monthly it needs to remain monthly you can't just come and go willy-nilly because That really doesn't build trust in that relationship. They want to know that they can look forward to that Friday email or Sunday night email or whatever it is to hear what's going on. And definitely want to share more good than bad. So keeping track in your communication binder of what you are sharing so you are cognizant of how many times you're reporting about a potential issue versus how much you're just letting them know you appreciate working with them or something great about their child administrators, colleagues, students, and parents can be your ally or your enemy. And how you set up that initial interaction and how you cultivate there afterwards is going to dictate your success in the classroom. So I hope you take these tips, add in your own, and work on connecting with people. You cannot teach a kid well if you don't know each other. I don't care how hard you try. All right, elite educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on cultivating four powerful relationships to ensure you are the most successful in your classroom performance as possible to affect students in the most outstanding, positive way. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. This podcast is sponsored by the Educators Podcast Network, a podcast network that encourages you to think about your profession and succeed in the world of education. Whether you're a first-year educator or a seasoned veteran, there is a podcast for you. All of the shows are produced by educators who want to shape education through meaningful discussion and content. So head on over to Podcast network.com for more details. Calling elite educators. Are you in need of feeling empowered by someone who is just like you, who does just what you do, and well just gets it? Then hop on over to always a to learn more on the blog for tips and tricks of remaining passionate about your current work. Also Check out our social media links for more personal connection to other elite educators just like you. And if you're a newbie educator, grab a copy of my book, Elementary Education 101, What They Didn't Teach You in College, to ensure you beat the learning curve and end your first year ahead of the game. Alwaysalesson.com provides something for everyone. So elite educators, stop by today and get empowered.